Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Folks, it's another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. And once again, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, Mr. Phil Jester, Mr. Graham Jones. I'm Simon Hazeldean, and I'm in the chair for this one because I want to talk about win-loss reviews. So unless you are the most amazingly gifted salesperson on the face of the planet or um, extremely lucky, it's very rare for you to succeed in closing, winning every single piece of business. That would be kind of crazy in competitive industries. Obviously, we aspire to but we don't necessarily do that. But I think sometimes massive opportunities are lost, whether we win a piece of business or we lose a piece of business, when we don't learn why that has happened. So I think what often happens when we win, we kind of celebrate, we get all excited, and then we focus on all the things we need to do quite correctly to now deliver the product or service to the customer. And if we lose, we sometimes get really uh, you know, upset, very annoyed, hacked off, etc. And then I think unless we think about it quite carefully, we start to post-rationalise the loss and blame the customer and because clearly the customer's an idiot because they didn't choose us, or well, they probably only didn't choose us because our competition undercut us. We hear that we hear that quite a lot, which sometimes is a reality, but often is an excuse. What I don't think happens very often is we go to the customer and we say, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, thank you, thank you very much for the business. We're very pleased. Um, we'd be very interested to to know what were the things that we did that made you want to choose us as your supplier or, or, or work or work with us. Please tell us what you really liked. You know, were there any areas where we could improve? And then the more painful one is to get in front of a customer who's decided not to use your services and say, could you please tell us why you deselected us or why you chose the competition? What was it they did better than us? You know, what, what did we miss? A pretty painful conversation, but I have to say some of the most valuable learnings come out of the nasty, nasty, painful one. Uh, but also sometimes you think you've won it for a certain reason and in fact the customer tells you something that you didn't realise was was a good thing about your organisation. So, I mean, have you had experience of this, gentlemen? Is this something you think uh, is is a is a discipline the salespeople listening in should be doing? I think it is a discipline. Um, unlike yourself, Simon, I'm a man of few words, and um, <laughs> I think for me this can be nailed in a sentence. Um, and the sentence is simply: When you lose, don't lose the learning. And when you think about what's going on in our heads if we have lost a piece of business, uh, I think as a discipline we should do two things, uh, which some of our listeners might think come under the general heading of positive mental attitude. But the two things I think we should do is, first of all, look back in time and say, well, if I could put the clocks back, what could I have done differently? in order to win this business. There's probably some learning in there for us as we say, well, actually, come to think of it, maybe I didn't have a good relationship with all the key people after all, or I didn't really understand what the competitors were up to, but I think it's a very good self-coaching question. If I could put the clocks back, 
what would I do differently? And the other thing I think we can do to um, reframe this in our heads is to find an opportunity in our diaries to go back to the customer on another day, even if it's in a year's time, and think, okay, well, I haven't lost this permanently. Maybe the company that have been given this piece of business, maybe they might make a mess of it. So maybe I do need to put in the phone call or the visit in three months' time. So it is a loss, brackets, but only for today. And I think part of the mental approach here is to reposition it. What can I do in the future to uh, have another go? Because I think as well in, um, for example, in in other other fields of life, like in sport, for example, in, say... uh, Football, we would we would we refer to uh, soccer as our American listeners, uh, but we call it football <laughs> with the with the round ball. A lot of goals are scored on the second or third attempt of as, of a rebound. The the you initially lose the goal, but then the follow up gets it. To you. It happens in ice hockey as well, which I'm I'm a I'm a kind of a big fan of. But it's quite interesting in sales. We kind of go, okay, well that's it. Well, I think that customer is still a potential prospect for uh, you Sometimes I think it's even worse than that's it. I think it's very easy to post-rationalise it in front of our boss and say, well, actually, I wasn't quite sure they were the type of customer we wanted yeah. on board. And that, of course, is deadly because you are now giving yourself a reason not to revisit it in three months' time. And there is always the possibility that the customer does make the wrong decision or the, the supplier they've chosen isn't able to deliver and then keep keep close to them just, just in case that happens. I think it's never a it's no, I think it's never a total loss. I think it's where Phil's Phil's kind of, yeah. kind of potentially. I, mean, I, I change the way I sell my speaking gigs um, to some extent by doing these kind of reviews because I always used to think that uh, the reason they'd chosen me um, was because I'm a brilliant speaker and that uh, they want to be entertained by my witty repartee about the internet. I, you know, they, as we are. Spe- as, yeah. as we are yeah? um, and I thought I'd better check that, <laughs> first yeah. of all. And I also wanted to check why I didn't get uh, particular gigs. And I discovered that actually it's nothing to do with what I think it's to do with. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And when I asked people, why did I get the gig? The number one reason that kept coming back at me was because I was efficient in terms of dealing with them before they even thought about my content or anything else. In other words, I was efficient with emails. I was efficient with phoning them back. I was efficient with sending them information about the kind of topics I might cover. Whereas other speakers I was competing with were slow to answer, didn't do things quickly enough, or didn't provide the information that was asked for. So actually, efficiency of my office was more important to getting the sales than anything else. And it's the efficiency of the total customer experience, Quite. isn't it? Not yeah. just yeah. the bit where you're yeah. on the stage. Because they're still yeah. experiencing yeah. you. The, the bit on the stage turned out to be almost irrelevant to whether or not got the sale. Because if I, they've decided they want that topic, mm. they, they want something about the internet. But, and there's you know, endless numbers of people who can talk about the internet other than me. So I'm competing with lots of people but I was getting the sale against people not because of the reasons I thought. I didn't think I was getting it because somebody had seen me speak and said, oh, he's a great speaker, you need him. Mm. I was getting it because I answered the emails more quickly, because I answered, I picked up the phone. Um, you know, I was able to contact them when I was out of the country. All those kind of things became much more important. And the reasons I didn't get the sales, I thought, was because you know they looked at a video of me and thought, well, he's no good. 
uh, or something like that. It turned out it was nothing to do with that. Uh, almost always the reason I didn't get the sale was because they were never going to buy me in the first place because it was part of an exercise in making sure they got the right price from somebody else. Interesting. Can, can we talk about, um, well let, let's imagine that somebody listening to this, they have lost a piece of business and they take us up on one of our ideas to go and talk to the customer yeah. about why that might mm. be. What advice have we got for the listener on how you actually set that meeting up? What what do we say on the phone or on the email that would actually encourage the prospect to grant us that meeting? Because the prospect might now be off the radar. They might have moved on. They've moved on with another supplier. Why on earth would the prospect want to spend 30 minutes talking to us? Brackets, the organisation that has not come on board. There's no real incentive for the prospect to go ahead with that meeting, is there? Yeah, the process that I tend to use is um, is to say immediately to respond positively to the decision. To say that although I'm disappointed you haven't chosen us, I, res- I respect I respect your decision. So I think it's basically one is being respectful, um, but I would really like to understand a little bit more from you about why you didn't choose us. But I think that has to be very clear. This is not a now an attempt, another attempt to, to resell. Because I think if they, they think, oh, hang on a minute, I've told you we've not selected you. Um, please now don't start being a pain and, and harassing yeah. us. It's, it's a learning exercise for us for our internal internal organization and I'll sometimes say this is something we do with all with all clients whether yeah. we win or lose and yeah. usually nine times out of ten they're happy to meet in person is I think is ideal if not I would default to a telephone yeah. to a telephone call which I think psychologically they probably feel they can they can terminate easier and presumably if the prospect grants us this meeting after it we can still send them a little thank you can't we whether it be an ebook a download or even just a very simple card absolutely i think i think you you attempt to win professionally like graham is saying and also if you lose you lose professionally as well which leaves the door wide open for next for next time you know because Sometimes there'll be all sorts of different reasons uh, why you've why you've lost. But I think the way you behave, I was thinking of when, when Graham was talking about how he was dealing with his potential speaking clients, the way you, the client experiences your selling process, or indeed your response to their buying process, is telling them a lot about what yeah. you're going to be like to deal with. And Quite. Graham is creating the impression that I am going to be no trouble at all to deal with. I'm a very professional guy and I'm going to do a great job for you. Think of that emotional, the emotional emotional component in decision making I think Graham's making them feel comfortable yeah. and be you know losing gracefully losing professionally I think is the right is the right thing to do but I think Phil's been a bit negative about the the customer who's rejected you because it happens to me all the time <laughs> <laughs> what you're being negative or being rejected but you see that, that, that actually the problem is with us not with them they made a decision, they're comfortable with their decision. Our problem is further fear of rejection. So we don't ask them what, why we lost it because we've been rejected once and we're going, if I ask them why I was rejected, they might reject that request. So it's our problem, not their problem. Actually, most human beings want to help other human beings. So actually those people have been rejected themselves in many situations. They know what it's like. 
So actually, if you ask them, they'll tell you. Well, okay, it'll be a short phone call. Um, some people do formalise it with forms and questionnaires, and I think that's a bit going over the top. You know, as you say, a phone yeah. call. If you can meet the face to face, it's better. But a quick phone call with them to say, you know, thanks for thinking of me. Very kind, but I ask everybody who decides not to buy from us, why not? I wonder if you could just give me a few pointers because that'll help me learn along the way. And actually. It's not being brave or anything. It's just normal human conversation, and we've just got to see it for what it is. Whereas we've been rejected, so we fear being rejected yes. again. And I think that's where your questions are coming from, that a lot of salespeople will fear the rejection. And it's fear of rejection that holds us back on loads of things. So in, in the positioning of this um, meeting, then, it strikes me that there are uh, three key words. Uh, you had the first one, Simon, which was to... We respect... That's a lovely word. We yeah. respect the decision that yes. you've made, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I think coming back to Graham's comments, there's uh, two more key words in there. Uh, I wonder whether you can help us. The, the, the request for help, brackets, yeah. human nature normally yeah. grants it. And the third key word is learning. Not wanting another sales pitch, but we want to extract the learning. So I think respect, help, learning, those are the three key words to include in this pitch for the meeting to discuss why we have lost I mean, that particular I mean, in terms of people of listening to this let me let me just attempt to sell this from a sales benefit point of view so one piece of one piece of work i was helping helping a colleague out last month and um he went he went for a for a pitch with a with a customer and the customer cho- chose another supplier and um, he went along, did the win-loss review in a very professional manner, and they said, X, Y, Z, these are the reasons. However, however, we are very interested to talk to you about this other project, yeah. which we think your capabilities will be very suited to. Right. So, might have lost one, but he's not lost the other, partially by the way he's behaved. And I do remember about five or six years ago, um, we went for two pieces of business, yeah at the same time, one we won, one we didn't. Had the, had the win review, etc. had the loss review with the client, and the, and the client we lost said, your proposal was too complicated, it was very difficult for us to see all the pricing, etc. And in the office, we put the two proposals side by side with the client's feedback in our minds, and it was so obvious the difference between the two. So then we modelled future proposals on the one that had won, and the success rate rises because you're copying success. But when we put them side by side, the differences were quite profound. That's led to a lot of additional revenue and wins for us because we learned from the failure, we learned from the success, and we did something about it. Post-rationalization is a dangerous is a dangerous thing we do. And I think there's another aspect to this that we know from loads of research that the number one reason people lose a sale is because you haven't shown that you're interested enough in that company, in the person, the, the buyer. So you know, you you ring up once, they don't respond, you give up, and actually they're going, well, I want you to ring again to show the show me you love me kind of thing, mm. and you ring twice, and they're going, yeah, we're still not interested, and they don't respond, so you give up. We know that most sales occur after the seventh uh, phone call, whereas most salespeople give up after the first phone call. So actually, we're showing you're not interested. So if then you have got through all of that and your proposal has been rejected, 
If you don't then contact them afterwards, you're already showing them that you never want to do business with them again because you're not interested in them. If you're interested in them, you would phone up and say, well, I'm sorry it didn't work. It's part of them seeing that you are interested in them. And that's why they will then say, well, it didn't work for that thing, but here's something else. If you haven't phoned up, you're showing them you're not interested in them, so they're never going to give you that extra work. So one thing, one phrase I use is that, you know, I want to learn from this so that when we do business in the future, I don't make assumptions, I don't say should we or if we, I'm implanting into their minds that we are going to do business in the future so that when we do business in the future, I'll be able to approach this the way you want it approached. And I think also follow follow up, you know, put it in your CRM or whatever system, systemize this to make sure it happens. A, a valuable lesson I learned from a friend of mine who's a very, very successful and very wealthy property investor in the UK is one in three property deals fall over. So if you're not successful first time, always go back up. And in, I'm sure in other sales environments, yeah. it's a very similar situation. So be ready for the rebound if it, if it kind of yeah. happens. I started uh, my uh, comments uh, with a rather provocative one-liner, which I'm going to repeat because I liked it. Was that the one where you said I talk too much? No, I didn't, I didn't actually say that. Um, my one-liner was that when you lose, don't lose the learning, but yeah. you chaps will also come out with a one-liner, so I'm most encouraged by that. Uh, Graham had a nice one, which I will repeat. Um, it's not the customer rejecting us that's the problem, it's our fear of rejection mm. nice uh, and I also liked yours uh, Simon where uh, you talked about uh, yes we should win professionally uh, but let's also be prepared to lose professionally so well done chaps your one-liners are coming along very nicely thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we achieved something <laughs> so um, well, my job is done I've come up with a sentence <laughs> <laughs> that was Mr. Phil Jessen, ladies and gentlemen, the king now of the one-liner. So that is uh, uh, Mr. Graham Jones, also an exceptional one-liner, but I have to say I think my one-liner was definitely the best. Uh, but it's I, the first. It was the first. <laughs> so we'll maybe now do a win-loss review, or whether, whether that's true or not, or I'm just entirely deluded, which is very probable. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for thank you for listening into this session on Win Lost Reviews. Uh, Mr. Phil Jessen, Graham Jones, and I'm Simon Hazeldean from the Sales Chat Show. If you want to go to saleschatshow.com, you'll find an absolute host of further free recordings that you can listen to and or download entirely free of charge that will help to drive your sales forward. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, good luck and good selling. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 